Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Less Panic, More Peace. I hope you guys are all doing well and thank you for tuning into the podcast. Let me tell you this, you're in on some extremely interesting and informative stories that you guys would really benefit from, whether you're allergic to food or want to listen to learn more about it. Whatever category you fall under, you're part of something bigger than just listening to a podcast. Unknowingly, you are listening to help prevent allergies from occurring and educating yourself so that you or someone you love doesn't accidentally eat their allergen. Our special guest is going to teach us how to not just exist with allergies, but live freely with food allergies. Without further ado, I introduce you all, Sonia Hunt. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So to start, can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, Sure. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Sonia Hunt. Uh, I am a marketing executive in Silicon Valley, uh, originally from the East Coast and came out here after college. And I've been working in tech uh, my entire career, uh, which I love. I'm an engineer by degree and uh, kind of through the years moved over onto the marketing side. And uh, I am also somebody who has 32 plus food allergies all of my life since I was three. Um, (laughs) So I've dealt with this uh, for a long time now. And um, yeah, so definitely, definitely something unique about me. 32 food allergies. That is crazy. What, so what, what, how how are there even 32? Like, how is that even possible? Uh, What are the food allergies? Yeah, so when I was um, just about like age between three and four, that's when I first got diagnosed. Um, And back then it was just severe peanut and tree nuts, like pretty much every single tree nut. Um, And I also got diagnosed with asthma at the same time. But then as I got older, um, I started like acquiring more food allergies, which was weird and scary at the same time. Because we wouldn't find out unless, like, I would eat something and have, like, a really bad reaction. Um, so, gosh, over the years, like, you know, just random stuff like avocado and halibut fish and bananas, um, corn, you know, things would just show up. And so I would, like, add to my list. And all of a sudden, you know, it became, like, way more than just a few items. Wow. So do you ever lose track of what you can eat or what you can't eat or you're just on top of it? Um, I mean, I'm on top of it because you you have to be right. But, uh, you know, I carry an allergy card um, purposefully just because I can't expect anybody to remember, like, you know, even even it's hard to remember, um, you know, a tree nut allergy because for me, you know, I can't eat the nut. I can't eat the flour. I can't have the oil. So, you know, that's just three things right there. So it's hard for someone else to, to figure it out. So uh, my handy-dandy food allergy card always helps me. Oh, yeah. So can, if people who don't know who that is, what that is, can you explain what that allergy card is and, like, what it entails, basically? Yeah. So um, so I never used to carry one, which is always interesting. Um, you know, and, and again, for years it was, like, my parents, because I was a child when I, when I got diagnosed, they would always like speak on my behalf and just tell people what I was allergic to. And then as I got older and really needed to fend for myself, I just kind of would like verbally say stuff. Um, But as that list really started getting um, longer, it just became more and more apparent that I needed like 
some way to tell other people who were going to cook for me, uh, whether it's someone's house or whether it's at a restaurant. Um, and I needed an easy way. So I actually did this over 10 years ago. Um, and I have a laminated card and, you know, one side has my picture and one side has all my food allergies on it. And it basically like goes on the line in the kitchen. And so whoever's making my food can kind of look at it, you know, when they're actually, you know, cooking for me, which is amazing. Yeah, a lot of people actually talk to hold those chef cards or allergy cards. It's just super clear. You give the card to the waiter or waitress and the chef knows exactly because there's a lot of miscommunication that goes along with it. And that results in an allergic reaction, which is just really bad. Um, So, yeah, that's great that you shared that. Um, I actually yeah. discovered y- who you were on YouTube, actually. Um, I was doing some research for this allergy study that I'm, I'm doing, and um, I came across your TED Talk about food allergies, and it had one million views. Like, that's insane, <laughs> one million views. And it was like about five years ago, correct? Yes, it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was actually one of the most intriguing stories you shared on there. It was so, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but it was just, it was so interesting and it was so informative, right? I did a TEDx talk myself a year ago, actually, and it was about uh, the psychology of persuasion. And so I could, I know from experience that it's, it's very difficult to get up on stage. I gave them knowledge and it really showed that you can actually benefit from listening to these things. So I benefited a lot from that. So can you explain your experience about experience about it and what you did, um, how, what, what it was like? Yeah. Um, gosh, I never thought in my life that I would give like a TEDx talk, you know, <laughs> so that in itself was amazing. Um, in 2008, I had what my fourth anaphylaxis incident and that was like my fourth time I was on the ER table almost dead and everything completely changed for me in 2000 after 2008 and you know I just kind of felt like if I was going to survive that then I just had to do everything differently and I had to really look at how I was like living my life and running my life and my health and well-being and, um, you know, and I, and I felt like I just needed greater purpose around all of it. So I would say I started on this transformation journey. And part of that journey was to kind of step out of the shell and start to talk to other people openly and advocate, you know, for myself and for my food allergies. Because, you know, prior, I think growing up, um, you know, as, as a kid in the 70s and 80s, there's nobody that my family knew that had food allergies. Just there's nobody. It was just me. And you carry just all these issues. You carry a lot of shame about just having it because you just want to be normal, right? I just, I like didn't want this. I didn't want to tell anybody. And, and that was a real issue. And when you carry that around for so long, um, you could possibly like break one day. And I felt like 2008 was that breaking point where like, somebody like the universe was saying to me like all right girl if you're gonna survive this you got to change like everything that you're doing and you have to start like sharing a story and helping other people um and the helping other people part for me you know part of it I think is, is kind of my engineering training it's like you know the the what can we do on a daily basis to not only survive but to thrive like what are those 
And that's all I've been focused on since 2008. So, um, you know, I think in 2010 is when I first put out like my personal website and I started blogging and shooting video and going on local television because they were like, wow, you have so many food allergies. Like, how do you eat out, you know? So it, it just kind of started, um, it was it was very like informational and educational. And I like to think of myself as a curator, you know, a guide that is not the medical doctor, but I am working with the doctors and I'm working with the nutritionists, I'm working with the, the fitness experts and so forth to really, you know, not only did I overhaul my, you know, health and, and well-being, but sharing that now with people. And so the culmination of these last 10 years uh, is in a book that I wrote that will actually be finally released next year. Um, oh, wow. So I'm so excited. Yeah. This is like- Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and just again, part of, you know, what you're asking is like, just this is part of me being able to give back to, to anyone else who's, who really struggles with severe food allergies, severe food restrictions, food-related, you know, disease. Um, it's really important to me. Yeah, so what was that story that made you change the way you perce- perceived everything? Uh, kind of how did I change it, like, after 2008? Yeah, well, yeah. Like that, yeah, that um, restaurant story that you shared in your, in your uh, TED Talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, so so the other interesting part about that 2008, that infamous night, as I call it, um, <laughs> was that, you know, after I was in the hospital for about 36 hours, like really long time to just be there. And um, when they released me, I still had like hives on my body. And they kept me so long because they were just really bad. And they wanted to um, make sure that they subsided a bit. And, um, but those hives actually never went away. So for a full year of my life after that night, every morning I woke up with like huge hives from my scalp, like all the way to my toes. And it was the worst like year of my entire life because I was like working and, you know, socializing and dating and, and it was a, total, total nightmare. Um, so that event like just completely was a catalyst and like just lit this fire under my ass to, to get out there and just say like, I've got to do this differently. And, you know, I have to find some like North star to guide me, you know, in a, in a different way to really figure out like what's going on with my body and why. And, you know, how can I get rid of these allergies once and for all? Yeah, so you had a highs for a full year. And that is an insane story in itself. Like, so how would you, how were you feeling? Did you know it was a, a food allergy or did you think it's something else? So the ER doctor was absolutely like, you know, I understand your food allergies. Like these are your, this is a really bad anaphylaxis incident. Soon, a couple of days after I got out of the ER, I went to the allergist and he said the same thing. And I literally like said to both of them, you're crazy. This is not my food allergies because I hadn't had an anaphylaxis incident uh, 13, in, in 13 years prior to that. So I've had some like itchy and things like that, but not an anaphylaxis. 
So I was like, you guys are wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And I like, you know, went on this journey to try to prove them wrong. And I went to like all these different kinds of doctors. So like, you know, dermatologists and infectious disease and my primary care and my gynecologist. And I was like, run every test you can. And, you know, I'm going to prove to them they're wrong. And every single doctor was like, nope. Like we concur, like these are your food allergies and you just, you know, had a really bad incident and the fact that it hasn't happened in a long time. Yes, it's alarming. So, you know, it was again, this reminder for me that maybe I was, because like it had been such a long time that I was like kind of quote unquote fine, that maybe I was starting to like slip a little bit and feel like, oh, maybe they went away. And then I felt like, you know, the universe is like, they didn't go away and you need to always be on your toes. And now you're going to have a year of hives to go figure it all out. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) that's insane. (laughs) I cannot believe it. I just, oh my gosh. You had to do work, right? You had to work all through that year. You had to like socialize, you had to do things and people have to see you. And that did that like deplete your confidence at all, your self-confidence, or did you actually gain confidence from that? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, well, you you would think you have to, but you actually don't. You could spend a year just in your life. I mean, look at us in COVID, right? Like you could spend a year at home. I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which sounds kind of weird. Um, But in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to see anybody. Like my best friends were like, that's ridiculous you know, like, you're not going to come out. And I'm like, I'm never coming out again. Um, So they were really like, unhappy. And when I finally like, you know, two weeks later, so I think I went back to work. And I would dress like Carmen San Diego, I had like a big hat and scarf and sunglasses and like, everything was covered. And I would just like walk in and go right to my office and just like do meetings. And then and people kind of knew that I had an allergy and I was sick. But they were a little scared to ask me because, like, I didn't want to talk about it. Um, so it was it was pretty bad. And, um, you know, it was one of my best friends who finally was just, like, sick of it because she and I would always, like, get the crowd together. And we'd be like, you know, on Friday night, let's go have dinner here. Or let's go to happy hour or something. And she was like, look, I'm sick of you having this pity party. You know, there's no reason why you can't come out or anything. And um, so she kind of made the statement to me and said, you know, hives are the accessory of this year. And you have to wear them proud. And, you know, we're going to be like by your side. And if anybody says anything to you, you know, we're going to take them aside. So it was really like my best friend who helped me gain that confidence to go out, um, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, it's great yeah. to have friends like that, especially with allergies, like kind of going to someone's house and you know that it's okay because they have safe food there. They're looking out for you. So it's always great to have those kind of friends there, which is which is really great. So how many allergic reactions have you had in for your <laughs> entire life? Yeah, so four like anaphylaxis, like on the ER table, almost dead. Um, gosh, you know, over... 1820, just going to the hospital, you know, but not in an emergence kind of situation. And then, you know, just some random, like hives and things like that, where I will take a Benadryl and I'm okay. I randomly 
I mean, 2020 is such a weird year. I got stung by a bee this week. I have not been stung by a bee since I was probably like three. Oh, and no. I, call, I called my mom right away and I was like, am I allergic to bees? <laughs> and she was like, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So did you have to go to the hospital after that too? Well, I, I didn't, I, I kind of like looked online. I followed the instructions and, and the finger wasn't there or anything. And I took a Benadryl anyway. So I was just like on high alert, but I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's crazy. So let, let's jump back a little bit to the earlier days when you actually didn't know, right, that you had allergies. So for, par- for new parents who are actually figuring out that their child is having allergies or they don't know if they have an allergy to something, how did you find out and what are some tips you can give? Yeah, so, you know, we found out in probably the worst way possible, right? Like your child eats something and then all of a sudden they're choking and they can't breathe. Um, and that happened, you know, again, like when I was like three and a half, um, dinner party that was going on in my parents' house, lots of people, loud music, all the kids are in the backyard playing. And like the next second is chaos. So, um, that's how they found out. And for my parents who are from India and they came here, um, you know, to go to college and then stayed and my siblings and I were all born here on the East coast. So, it was like complete, complete shock. Like they didn't even know that like a human could be allergic to food. Cause they were like, how is that possible? Like, we don't know anybody that has any of these kind of reactions or anything like that. And of the siblings, I was the only one who had all these issues. So it was like culture shock to them. You know, the par- their parents were so far away. Um, and, and they were really like kind of stuck like glue to the, my doctor, um, my Western medication, you know, doctors and, and those doctors were amazing. I mean, they, they essentially just kind of became like family to me, um, because of the asthma diagnosis at the same time. And I have like environmental allergies off the charts. So, so that's how we found out. And, you know, um, I think that there are many cases where that's how people find out, like, you know, they they feed their child something and maybe they're even a baby or a toddler and there's some form of reaction. Um, you know, I always say it's, it's, you're better off like going through like proper channels of testing, um, and working with your doctors because you really want to have full knowledge of like exactly what's going on. And many people are, are just scared to know. Um, but it, when it comes to your health, like you just can't take a chance. And for us, we had no choice because I was in anaphylaxis. So we were like off to the ER. Um, the good news is, is at that dinner party, there are like a ton of doctors, um, friends of my parents. So that was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, education is just number one priority when you're dealing with food allergies because you have to be fully aware of what you're allergic to, how you're going to deal with it, you know, the step-by-step procedure about it. So, yeah, and then also kind of weaving into the young adults, right, that's even harder because you're not with your parents and you're kind of figuring out life, but also life with food allergies. Um, so I've been asking a lot of people this question lately, um, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's a very, I don't, I'm very, I don't know, I don't like to ask this question. I feel uncomfortable asking this question. Everything, I feel like everyone has different perspectives on it. Um, so I've asked a 15 year old boy this question. I've asked 
uh, um, parents this question. It's not really a bad question, but it's just, it's just, okay, I'm going to set the scene for you. Okay. So you're at a party, you're at college and you meet this guy and you like, you're about to kiss him. Do you ask if he had nuts beforehand or you just kind of go for it? <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> You've asked parents that? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, okay, so funny, I, in my book, I have a story. I have two stories around dating around this. Um, and they both are like the opposite scenarios. Um, you know, there was, there was a big time period in my life again, around that whole like shame and wanting to hide it, where no, I did not. Um, and, and as I continued throughout the years to educate myself on my own health situation and realize like, you know, if someone else is eating like a Snickers before they come to pick me up and then they want to go in for a kiss, like I probably should know that. <laughs> Or they should know that, you know, I have a nut allergy and, and, uh, I think it's peanuts that are in Snickers. So, so, you know, I, once again, like after this, like 2008, completely transforming my life, you know, now I'm super open about it. Um, but I'm open about it in a way that it's, it's not like I'm being, uh, you know, I'm not just like, well, I have allergies and you got to do this and this and this. Like, I'm not like that at all, right? Like, I'm just really friendly, like my normal kind of bubbly self. And um, and so when it comes to that, you know, people are like, you know, I have guys that are like, the last thing I want is for you to die when I kiss you. So what do I have to do? You tell me, like, I'll just do it. And, you know, so I think if you are able to connect to the other person um, in a real like human way and, and put it out there, like in your style and your vibe. Um, I can't imagine anybody else that's going to say like, no. And if they do, you need to run out the door anyway, because that's not somebody you want to be kissing or dating. So yeah. yeah. The parents who answer that question, they're just saying, cause I actually posted it on a Facebook group of uh, allergy parents and I wanted to see <laughs> their reactions. <laughs> YOLO, you know, so I was like, you know what, whatever. So I asked them this question and a lot of people actually had great responses. They're just like, yeah, you should just build a connection with them before kissing them. Um, others had actual experience that, you know, a guy coming in to kiss them and they just kind of um, say, hey, this is a little, they bring in humor to make it less awkward. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, always, that's always good. So um, moving to bullying, because I know it's a big issue with food allergies and bullying. Um, many children are bullied every day because of food that they can't digest in their body, which is horrible, right? So as a young child, were you ever severely bullied? Yes. You know, bullying in, in all forms. Uh, I mean, even from my own siblings, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me you know, like that, that kind of usual, like sibling camaraderie. Um, yeah. And, and I think that kids today have it way worse with like the internet and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this kind of bullying was the verbal, um, you know, bullying, nothing physical for me. Like nobody was like beating me up, thank God. But, you know, the verbal um, abuse is, is just as bad, you know, just cause like it keeps you in this mental place that you're just like not worthy. 
So I dealt with that for so many years, not only as a child, but as an adult. So, you know, what we were just talking about with dating, um, you know, I dealt with adults bullying me on dates because of I had allergies. And, you know, like I was saying, there's a time period where I would just kind of hide it. And at some point you just can't hide it anymore. Right. So, so maybe like, so I was on a date with this one guy and I didn't tell him before we went on the date, but then now we're on the date as we're ordering, I'm saying something and they make like really derogatory negative statements. Um, and it just makes you feel like horrible. Right. Cause at the end of the day, like everybody has something and that's what I have to learn. Right. This was my one thing. And I was super lucky, right? I have like two arms, two legs, capable and all that stuff. So I really kind of had to like push all the noise away and start to like really love myself. And, and then it didn't matter at all what anybody said. You, you'd still call me anything you want today and it just rolls off my back because it just doesn't matter. And those people are always going to be out there. Um, so you know, but like I was saying, the, the bullying today with pictures and the videos and the online stuff, it's it's at another level and it's really bad. Yeah, um, it is. So yeah. is, that, is that how you coped with it? You kind of just like pushed everything away and you're just like focusing on yourself and saying that everybody has something, you know, and allergies are just your thing, you know? Is that how you coped with everything? Yeah. Yeah, I did just, you know, after 2008, you know, I kind of just did a lot of kind of rather than being in a negative mindset, like how do I change myself to a positive and growth mindset around my own situation and just out of my life. Right. Like what, and I started thinking that way. Um, and, and I'm a big person who like journals a lot. I whiteboard a lot. It's, a lot of it's like part of my job too in marketing. So um, just kind of like taking almost like, 10 steps back out of your own body and seeing things for what they are and, and taking like small steps um, toward something that really sets you free. That's how I started to kind of, you know, change things and changed how I viewed things in my head, which actually allowed me to take like all this mental duress off and then roll it off my back. Right. And because, um, People are, there's always going to be jerks out there. So, you know, it's, it's like, I'm not looking to change them. That's how it's going to be. But I absolutely could change the way I reacted to all of that stuff. Great message. Yes, definitely. Um, So we're going to take a little intermission now. So what we're going to do, I do this segment and it's called Fast Five Questions. And I'm not sure if you've heard of Ellen's Burning Questions or 73 Questions by Vogue, but it's just, I'm just going to ask you five allergy questions, just simple questions. You're going to answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Ready? Um, kind of what we talked about before, but at a party, if someone urges you to drink something you haven't drank before, eat something you're not familiar with, what is one line you would say, or what would you do right then and there? I would just say, go away. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. What are two tips you can give people with food allergies? Gotta carry a food allergy card. Number one. Uh, and number two, I would say that we also, as people who suffer from food allergies, um, have have a job to do, which is to really humanize food allergies to the rest of the world. 
Yes. Okay. Um, as a person who is victim to food allergies, what is like your go-to fast food place you would go to that's allergy safe? Or I should say like, let's just specify nut safe. That's not safe. Oh, I don't eat fast food. <laughs> I'm so healthy and I'm a great cook. Um, but it, you know, I do love Shake Shack, like a, a good burger. Uh, I guess that's kind of fast food in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the go. That's what I meant. Like just on the go. Yeah. <laughs> convenience. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, so how do you come across clear to waiter or waitress? The chef card. Always, always yeah. with my food allergy card and, and always, always starting with the smile and the conversation. Okay, great. Um, and then the last one is a step-by-step procedure when you're in allergic reaction. Number one, I pray to God my EpiPen is right next to me. <laughs> so EpiPen, I carry in every single bag. Uh, it, in every bag I own, I carry EpiPen, my food allergy card, and Benadryl. And everyone around me who's with me, they know that as well. So I never leave the house with any of those. Um, so if, if I know or feel like it's, it's an anaphylactic situation, then I can administer epi to myself. Um, 911, then my parents are always on speed dial. So, um, but if, if it's not, and that's why my food allergy card helps as well, because if I can't help myself and like I'm in a supermarket or something, that card actually will tell people. Oh, that's good. Okay, great. Yeah. So you survived the fast five questions. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So just um, now we're going to move to like the peace side, right? So we kind of talked about um, what you deal with and what people deal with to kind of bring awareness. But now we're going to actually like, help and try to bring peace to other people and give them like a big takeaway um, from this. So how do you feel normal? You know, everyone has something, but um, with allergies, a lot of people just want to live. So they don't want to live in the bubble their whole life. So what words can you share to people who want to feel normal while also feeling safe? The first thing I would recommend, and I did this myself, is to really envision the life you want to lead. And, you know, again, journal or whiteboard and like design that life. So once you have that vision of like what that means, and it doesn't have to be like anything crazy, it's just so personal to you. Um, designing it are those day-to-day steps and things that you work on, you know, to do that. And so for me, you know, I know that I'm working very hard to try to rid myself of my food allergies. Um, that's kind of like the big vision. And so the, the designing on a daily basis is the plan of like, okay, so how can I do that? And it started again with like testing all these different things about my entire health and well-being, not just my food allergies um, and understanding things like genetic predispositions and things like that. Um, so, so yeah, like that vision piece and, and designing, you know, how you do that on a daily basis are, are like the biggest pieces of advice I can give. And you have a mantra, right? What's, what's yeah. the mantra? Yeah. Um, it's, it's stay safe, live healthy, and be well. And it's basically the, you know, it's from my parents. You know, my parents always wished for, first and foremost, they wanted kids that were healthy. They're always so grateful. You know, when we were all born, my mom was like, we just wanted you guys to be healthy. We always want you to be safe, you know, whether we're with you or whether we're not with you. 
And, you know, we just want you to be good in life, like do well, do good things in the world. And when I was, you know, started to write the book just a couple of years ago, and I thought about as I was, you know, putting this program together, what could it be based off of? And that was just like kept coming back to me in so many ways. And I started asking other parents, like, tell me, like, what is it that you want, you know, when your kid has severe food restrictions and allergies? And we kept coming back to those three things. Um, I should like get that tattooed, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, you know, it's like in my house and, um, and it just makes sense on so many levels, you know? Yeah. So you're writing a book, right? So what's, what's yeah. your book? When's it going to be released? So we're targeting, uh, the end of Q1. So probably beginning of Q2 next year. And, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a prescriptive memoir. It's based on, you know, kind of my life of dealing with this um, from childhood, uh, you know, still today, and the program that I created and I worked since like 2008. Um, and, uh, and it really talks to people about like, why I did what I did, what did I actually do, how you can get started. Um, and, you know, and, and I definitely like, when you have a North star, like ridding yourself of your food allergies and I'm someone who's like very dedicated to what I do. So I go like really in depth of like knowledge and understanding and nobody ever has to do like as much as I do. So I always kind of help in the book and say like, here's a quick and easy things that you can start off with um, that'll help you. And again, my, my kind of thing is about helping people with just like, how do you survive and thrive? It's really about thriving in life. Yeah, and it's great that you're bringing awareness, but also just giving people knowledge and helping people with what you have. You know, it's very unique. Not a lot of people have that many allergies, and you do good with that, which is really, really amazing. Um, and you also started to wear – I actually read this article, and I'm not sure how credible the source is, but uh, I'm just going to ask you, the primary source. But you hosted – you actually hosted allergy-free dinners. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Uh-huh. What is that? What is it? Meet and eat? Is it? Oh yeah, it was meet and gre- uh, was it meet and eat? It was yeah. Um, uh, there, there was it was such an amazing time period, and and you know it's something that I definitely want to revive. So it was part of like you know that whole humanizing food allergies part. So what that means is you know I wanted to put like you know now that I have this card, I wanted to put like a face, a name, a soul to like the person who had all these issues, who was asking for help from the restaurant, the person who's cooking me dinner and all that kind of stuff. So um, I spent a lot of time uh, running around after I got healthy again, like after those vibes went away, um, just going to restaurants and saying like, I'd love to eat here. You know, I have a ton of allergies. Like, do you think you can help me? And I was just researching and getting a lot of feedback from chefs and owners and wait staff and things like that. Um, and in that process, I thought, you know, it'd be really great because I, I love hosting dinner parties. Um, you know, what if I started kind of like hosting these dinner parties, but in partnership with a chef at their restaurant, and we would like collect information of people's like dietary restrictions. So the whole meal would be allergen-free, prepared by the chef himself, and we'd, like, sell tickets. And then during that, um, you know, there's the fun time in the beginning, like, everyone's mingling. And then during dinner, um, in between courses, like, I would just kind of talk about, you know, again, like, just my 
you know, personal story and what I was looking to do in the world and how I wanted to help people. And then the chef would actually come and talk about why this subject was so important to them to partner with me on. So it was just also about creating like normalcy at a restaurant where you could feel safe. People were taking care of you. They knew your situation. You know, we like triple checked everything a million times. Um, and they were like, and then I donated all proceeds to different organizations. So, um, it was amazing. And I did it with a lot of like fun chefs, fun celebrity chefs. So that was awesome. Oh, what celebrity chef? Uh, do you know some people from Top Chef, you know, a guy named, uh, Fabio Viviani. Oh, cool. He was on Top Chef. He's in, uh, LA. We did his, uh, in LA and then in Philly where I'm from. Uh, the Vetri family, who is James Beard winning chef, they have a couple restaurants. So we wow. did, um, yeah, Mark Vetri actually went to college with him. So he's huge back home and their restaurants are amazing. And so we did two different dinners um, at two different restaurants in Philly. Um, and here in San Francisco, we had the very first one uh, with Chef Alexander Ong with, um, at a restaurant called Beetle Nut that is like, has, has, always been like the traditional go-to Asian um, restaurant. And as you can imagine with Asian food, oh. right? Like an allergy. Um, so that was, a, that was a great first dinner because we had this like private room and everything. And chefs like really, really, um, you know, gave an awesome talk about why it was such an important subject to him. And that he wanted people to know that he, you know, would accommodate if they came in. Um, and with with my help, like these chefs, we and, and these are the videos that, you know, we were shooting at that time. We would do a lot of substitutions. And I love Asian food, but I'm always like, oh, I can't have that because it has this nut or this peanut oil or something. Um, but it's actually fun to work with the chefs because a lot of this is learning for them. So we're like substituting out ingredients and then we're tasting it and figuring out like does it have the right flavor does it not and then we might try it with something else so yeah, it's really great right yeah yeah. No, yeah there's a lot of these myths are like oh yeah if you if you ha- are gluten-free or dairy-free it's just not going to be good but it apparently did it turn out it turned out good right it actually turned oh, out it's amazing yeah, yeah. and i'm like super snobby foodie so like <laughs> If it's not good, I'm going to be like, uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, but um, the, that event is, is so heartwarming because there's a lot of restaurants there. In in my area where we live in, like Asian food and Indian food and all these different kinds of foods, which are very, you know, nut-oriented, which my siblings and I are highly allergic to. And it's just really heartwarming to see that actual restaurant owners and chefs are actually taking this seriously and the awareness you know bringing awareness to this topic is just it's working which is great if you were 15 again what advice would you give your younger self um, about food allergies and how would you go about it oh you know I think that if I had somebody at that age that like would have helped me with just like really believing in myself, loving myself and not like feeling embarrassed about this or anything. Um, you know, although my parents told me that every single day, but you know how it is. I don't want to listen to my parents. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not listening to you, but you know, so yeah, I think that, you know, it would have, it would have helped 
alleviate so much like trauma, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, that is like the one thing that I feel like even in schools, even if you don't have allergies, it's like, you know, helping people with like self-care and loving themselves and why it's so important to know that you're unique and you bring all this wonderful stuff to the world. And, and again, like we have severe, you know, food issues, but there's so much going on in our lives that is like a blessing that many people don't have. And, and I feel like if we can see that and people can help us at a younger age, like realize that it would really help with like trauma. Yeah. And I also believe that everything happens for a reason. Like if I wouldn't, if I didn't have food allergies, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast to help other people. And if you didn't have your allergies, you wouldn't have helped the amount, the immense amount of people that you've helped and inspired even too, right? What you're doing is really inspiring to me. And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to wrap this up a little bit, um, I usually end with a segment called words of wisdom. So what are some last words of wisdom or takeaway you want to provide to the audience before you leave? My words of wisdom is that having food allergies is more than just about the food you put into your body. This is my viewpoint. So, you know, it's really about like the physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health and well-being of oneself. And so, you know, that's the journey that I went on after 2008. For so many years, I was just focused on like this one thing, but it had so many other ramifications in mental, emotional, spiritual. And so I would say like, if you're able to kind of open your mind to this concept of like holistic health and holistic healing, um, yeah, it can really take you, uh, you know, in very far places across all different parts of your life, not just, you know, kind of healing your food allergies. Great message. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. You are so helpful and kind and gave intriguing information. It was, it was amazing. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Less Panic, More Peace. I hope you guys all benefited from this. And thank you so much for tuning in. So peace out.